I miss you guys. It's nice to hang out and just talk. Yeah. All right. If it if it weren't so early, I would have a tequila in my hand, but <laughs> <laughs> I might not make it to dinner if I start now. <laughs> I got nothing left but it ain't bringing me down. I'm just gonna follow the Greetings and welcome to Ned Talks on the Tamarian Social Podcast. This is the show where we have conversations around the world of rugs and design. Listen to stories, discuss topics that interest and intrigue us, hopefully learn something and have fun celebrating the people who comprise the Tamarian universe. This is Ned Talks and I'm your host, Ned Baker from Tamarian. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, I talk with Larry Stone, owner of the Scarab located in Minturn, Colorado, in the shadow of the magnificent Vale Resort. Surrounded by spectacular mountain retreats, Larry and his team service a demanding designer market that insists on the best in both product and service. This has resulted in some of Tamarian's most revered work, particularly in the area of bespoke design created for specialized interiors demanding wholly custom rugs. One such project caught my eye when I noticed an image of a very cool-looking flower submitted and translated into a CAD for a rug design. The story of this rug is a good tale to illustrate the interactions that take place between all the parties involved, the evolution from an idea to a physical piece, and how a moment of inspiration is all that is needed to begin a journey to create something fully unique. Also joining me today is the head of our custom department, Jeff Duckworth, who oversaw the development of this project and many others over his long career. I was hoping to reveal some of the dynamics of the various conversations between Jeff and our team and Larry and his team, and show how effective and efficient collaboration allowed for everyone's strengths to be utilized and this concept to be realized. So I'm here today talking to Larry Stone, owner of The Scarab. How are we doing, Larry? Doing fine, Ned. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We also have uh, Mr. Jeff Duckworth from Tamarian. It's good to see you. You too, buddy. Jeff's uh, joining us from home, of course. I am home. Larry, are you in the showroom or are you home? It is my home. Yeah, it's one and the same. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm psyched to uh, talk to you guys a little bit today. And um, we're excited about this project, a custom project that was coming into fruition um, right as things in our all our worlds changed a bit. But um, we, uh, we're excited about the job, and I think it's a good example of some of the best work that we do together and, um, and kind of utilizing a lot of the strengths that, that we have and, and how we present them to you, the Scarab, and how you can use them in the field. So, um, so this was a really cool job. Um, tell us how this this came about and um, how it came to you initially as a custom project. I could do that for you, Ned. Um, You know, the Scarab's been at this for 28 years and we work with a close group of of designers who are quite talented um, and they all like doing unique things. Many of them know each other. We're in a small uh, market. Uh, I think that when this designer contacted us, she shared a, a text and said, hey, Larry, here's a couple of photos that my client took when she was working in her garden. Uh, so they were photos of, of flowers that she had. Um, 
what can we do to make a, a rug out of this as if we use this as inspiration and i immediately texted back this is what we love and uh, looking forward to working with you on this project and i gave her some some uh, ideas of what direction we could go and uh, she got excited about the prospects of those ideas and that's how it got started from a photograph that her client took and you say you know your initial reaction is this is what we love is there any hesitation i mean is this a person you had done work with before i mean what gave you the confidence just to be like let's do this well i think that's a really good question ned we have designers that we do a lot higher volume of business with uh, and for years, she was afraid to do a custom at all. It just was outside her comfort level. And really, it was through our relationship with, uh, with Tamarian. Um, you guys have always been solid in coming through. And we did basic rug designs that you already did and changed the color to accommodate. And with success, she now is very comfortable with, with doing custom rugs. Now, you guys had assisted us in making a a ski map rug that um, was rather large. Uh, it fulfilled her desire. She had success. And when she walks into our showroom, the first thing she says is, inspire me, <laughs> show me what's new. And, and that's, she's a high level designer. Uh, she does really high end homes. Um, she wants a unique product. And I think from the experience we've had over the years, that she's had with us and that we've had with you guys. And it all kind of couples together. It's not like it's a mystery. She knows who is making this rug and it gives her confidence, just like we have confidence in working with Tamarian. So um, I have to, to throw that credit out to, uh, you know, guys like Jeff, who has a, a, a very creative eye, understands the technical side, uh, knows the boundaries of what works, what doesn't, and also brings in ideas through his experience. So that is what gives us the confidence, Ned. Yeah. So you see these pictures, how did they strike you initially? Was it, um, could you see rug design right away or were you thinking, all right, we're gonna have to, to take this somewhere quickly to something we can actually weave into a rug? Honestly, it's not really my wheelhouse. So <laughs> I saw the photograph and I wanted to present something that I could give to the designer that she could share with her client, because ultimately it's her client and the designer who are going to direct this. But you have to start somewhere. So that somewhere for me was contacting Jeff and saying, hey, look at these photos. Let's take this as inspiration and uh, let's come up with a, a design idea in a 10 by 14, because that was the initial thinking of this rug size. Turns out to be a 12 by 18, and we can cover some of the reasons why later, but um, I went to Jeff for the first inspiration. He came back with, uh, I think, what was it, Jeff? How many samples? Like, like two or three options to, to kind of look at, but I mean, I think the main thing was getting something in front of them um, visually, and then we could kind of like, you know, kind of, uh, quiz them and see what they what direction they want to want to kind of go in because I know we did a couple versions uh, where we kind of moved it around we cropped a couple things and but initially it was just um, I think we weighted it down onto the bottom 
and kind of just use some blue colors, I think, and, and grays, um, just to, just to get that visual, uh, to put in front of them, um, to, to, I guess, get their feedback. And then once we got that, we could kind of move on to the next step and, and, you know, finalize and, and, uh, polish it up a little bit. I think your memories is, is right but it triggered me to remember we did it green because that was the color of the yeah. flower. It was an artificial yeah, flower. Yep, we did. We, yeah, we did it exactly like the photograph, I think, um, initially. And then it came back. Yeah, and then it came back. And, and then I think the idea was to um, include some blues and, and grays. And then from that point, we, I think we just basically just – I, I colored it. <laughs> just kind of like what you guys uh, – kind of told me the direction to go in. So it was kind of just like random blues that shades of blues that we kind of liked um, and visually liked. And then I think that's, we sent that to her and she, she really responded to that. Um, that strikes me as different as the normal process in where a lot of times color is leading you to product. Mm -hmm. And in this scenario, it sounds like you're more reacting to the design in a, in the photograph. Um, and, do you initially, Jeff, when you receive those images, do you initially color it to the colors you see in the inspiration? Yeah, because, I mean, basically this was starting from a photograph. So the, the, the first challenge was trying to, you know, graph a digital picture into, into a, a rug graph. How close so, was it when you first saw that picture? What did you think? I mean, it, it looked good, but, you know, there's obvious differences. I mean, you're not going to capture, you know, all the colors. I mean, in a photograph, you have thousands of colors, the pixels and all that good stuff. And we have to simplify that when we go to a graph. So, you know, I think we um, initially, I think we limited it to about 15 colors is kind of where we drew the line there to kind of get most of the colors that we were working with. Um, but it, again, it did start with a design uh, first, which is like you said, like normally there's a color palette, but I, I'm assuming they really, they probably did have uh, colors in mind we just didn't know yet we were just trying to get a visual in front of it. exactly um you know and kind of get it moving because we you know you don't want to these kind of projects you don't want to stall or you know because you're going to lose their their attention or you want to you want to strike while the iron's hot basically a short pause hopefully you found this episode through one of our many social media accounts be sure to follow at tamari and social on instagram and twitter and like the Tamarian Social Facebook page for exciting content such as this podcast. Now back to my chat with Larry Stone from The Scarab and Tamarian's custom rug guru, Jeff Duckworth, regarding a fully custom design concept they did for a Colorado mountain home recently. We left off with Jeff explaining how he developed this design from a photo image first and then introduced the color palette, all while making little adjustments based on the customer's feedback. This is about when the finished rug started to come into focus for everyone. In this case, we started with the design and then we were, we kind of worked, uh, you know, with the layout and, um, you know, how, how we wanted it. And I think um, initially we kind of weighted the, the design down, like cropped it out. We didn't really have the whole flower. And then I think from there, um, and Larry can correct me, I think that's when the colors came in, when they came back with the idea and said, hey, let's plug in some blues and some nice blues and some grays. We did another version and we sent that to them. And I think after that, the, the next step 
was playing around with the idea of not a solid background, I guess. Me and Larry were bouncing ideas off of each other as far as including some of the design in the background. So I think from there, we did another version where we actually, um, again, centered the flower. We didn't want to weight it down in the the bottom part of the rug. So we centered the flower and we added some background noise, um, which was initially just the different petals and and to give you some kind of like shapes back there. Um, and, and what you used- are you presenting? You're saying you're showing these things and Larry, you mentioned needing to get something in front of the client initially. What is it, Jeff, that you're producing and you're presenting Larry in these? Yeah, just basically digital, a digital CAD, um, you know, scaled out to the size um, of, of what the rug would look like. Um, it was in- a great starting point, uh, really, yeah. Jeff, because you just took the photo, you scanned it, Mm-hmm. selected colors and and had uh, had that as a presentation mm-hmm. and it, it gave a starting point I think for the designer to say oh okay I see what we can do we can actually reproduce this photograph in some way and then I think that I recall there was some mention of well let's let it bleed off to the side and uh, not have it be centered and you know you just go through these steps of a creative process with the end client, the designer, and uh, I'll consider us as the team that's helping give the inspiration. And once, once we we got it to the place where we where we wanted, the designer came in with her client, and we looked at the renderings, we looked at fabrics, we got the colors really honed in. You had already identified the blue tones that were really spot on with her fabrics. And then she liked some of that original green. Uh, so then we worked with, with you, I recall, on identifying areas where the green could come into play. And mm-hmm. you took the hues. This is where your expertise of saying, all right, the hues of these blues, I can bring into, uh, into the green field uh, in that same frequency of color. And it just kept adding on to where the, the client and the designer kept getting more excited because yeah. of what we were presenting to them. And it really is interesting to look at the, I mean, I got all the renderings up on my screen right now, just like from the very beginning stage to what we ended up with. Um, I mean, you can really see like how we polished it up and, and added more. Ned, I wanted to, to bring about one of the key changing points where we went from a 10 by 14 to a 12 by 18. I mean, once we got the design and the color and everything kind of in the direction we wanted when when the designer came in and said hey here's the blueprint i want to show you where this rug is going to be sitting and here's the fireplace and we're using two curved sofas on either end of that fireplace this rug needs to be bigger and we need to have this flower centered and i don't want to have just a boring solid color coming out from the end of the curved sofas. I want some hint to the eye that there's more going on. And that to me was the exciting part when when the designer really got to visualize the rug in place, working with her client, talking it out, the colors of the fabrics, the placement of the fireplace. And then coming back to you, Jeff, we're like, okay, we need to make some modifications. And mm-hmm. your skill sets when it came to tapping into the inspiration and and what to do to make that what you call noise yeah. uh, filling in some of that solids you were spot on with with that and jeff a lot of that's technical so how much are you 
how do you balance sort of the the creative language you're receiving and then when you're kind of communicating this back um are you talking in very technical rug terms with larry i assume larry you're maybe translating only somewhat for the client how much I mean, behind the scenes do we usually indulge oh i mean yeah, me and larry had i mean we had very in-depth conversations about it and like you know a lot of it when we talk is is me kind of just you know presenting ideas or, or kind of i'm th like talking and thinking at the same time when i'm on the phone you know with Lair and and just trying to figure out the direction i need to go in and then like you know after a good conversation i can kind of visualize what's needed and i mean it is a lot of trial and error like you kind of just go with it and then you know design it how you think you know how you're interpreting what uh, somebody's asking for and then putting it you know putting it in front of them the visual and then you know i mean with this one i was like i'm pretty sure this is kind of the direction we need to go in and i mean i you know and if i think something if i need to interject something that i think will look better i mean obviously that you know that can get accepted or not but you know, most of the time I'm like from past experience with different projects, you know, I kind of have an idea of what, what looks good, I hope. Um, but, um, y you know, it's it's just it, it is a trial and error thing. Um, but I mean, when we got to this point, I think we we had developed the ideas and we had refined it that we were, you know, we were almost there. Um, it was just the, the fine tuning and, and, you know, adding the design around the edges. I mean, technically, I mean, it's not you know, for me, it wasn't too hard. It was just, okay, here's an idea. I need to add a little bit of design and we don't want solid backgrounds. I can, you know, I can utilize the design that's already created and just take bits and pieces of that and kind of fill in the back background, um, you know, visually pleasingly doing it. But, um, you know, and then I think- For this rug too, Jeff, if I could interject, yeah, you and I had really got excited about the prospects of using different weaving techniques. Oh uh, yeah, in different density, different yeah. knotting, uh, different materials, and uh, because we know what you know what the spectrum of tools are out there, mm -hmm. um, and then we learned from this client mm -hmm. that you know they had some budget constraints, and yeah. you and I talked about well we can fit within this budget by going to this specific weave and it really can lend itself to the overall look and feel of what they're after. Yeah, so we can make this happen, have it look awesome and fit it within their budget. I think that was yeah. a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. These kind of projects for me are the most exciting because you are, you're basically coming up with an original design and starting, you know, with an idea and developing it all the way through. We do our fair share of color, changes and you know standard size changes but when you get a project like this it's always it does it does um it's exciting i guess i should say it's <laughs> a challenge to yeah. the art direction of add noise to a background i mean it can yeah. mean a lot of things yeah yeah and your brain may start firing okay i could tweet in you know you start to get technical yeah. but it sounds like what's helping all this is everybody's initial trust and comfort with oh, everyone else's different talent. You know, Larry mentioned at one point, the process is not, it's not at a point that's in his wheelhouse. So he's passing it on to you where you have a specialty. Everybody in the process has their place in it. I, it's a very good point, Ned. And I, when Jeff was talking about his experience and his taste and, and 
I, he's right. One of the things that we found in our company, um, everyone does have different tastes. And usually when we have the collective yes, that's the winning direction. So we will certainly utilize our team um, as well as the designer and the client. Um, and you get that vibe. You know, when you look at, say, three or four different options and option number two, everyone's resonating with, you go with option number two. That yeah. you know, It's just kind of the collective herd mentality, I guess, but it works. And Larry, how do you find people, um, you're talking about like the ski rug, and I'm sure you've done these designs and these rugs before. Um, how do the, the customers, if you ever hear from them again, um, do they appreciate what's gone in to make these kinds of pieces? I mean, are they rugs that you hear about more than others or? Um, I, it's a good question, Ned. I think to answer that honestly, um, you hear more, the more of a relationship you have. So if my relationship is closer to the designer, and um, I will hear from the designer. If my relationship becomes closer to the designer and the end user, I'll hear from, from both. Um, so most of the time, I was just um, in the grocery store not too long ago, and, and a client of a designer came up to me and just expressed how much she loved going into her living room because of the rug that was in there. And, and you know, this has been a couple of years. Mm -hmm. so you know, yeah, you, you hear about it. And you, also you hear from their friends who, you know, they've gone over to their home and they've, you know, heard about the experience and looked at the rug and, you know, they want one too, you know, they want to do something. So it's a good it's thing. One of the more accessible custom things you can have in your home. Um, you know, I'm sure people customize all kinds of furnitures and things, but nothing seems... Yeah, that hybrid of art and and function that a rug has is unique anyway. Um, but it just it seems like an opportunity for somebody to really have something super cool and obviously very unique. And um, we know the work that goes into it and efforts, and uh, we don't always know whether the person <laughs> at the end at the receiving end uh, is understanding it. But yeah, and un unfortunately, a lot of times the clients that we work with are not. They don't necessarily want to uh, publicize the sure. a photo of their living room or dining room <laughs> or whatever. But um, so we just have to trust that it looks good. You know, occasionally I can, you know, take a photo that we can share between us. But, you know, I, I know we all want to share it and share with the world what how awesome it looks when it's completed. And, you know, with the clients that we have here, the level of uh, skills with the architects, builders and, you know, it's it's really awesome to be working with such a, uh, a skilled craftsmanship that Tamarian brings to the table. I am Brett from Mugalian Rugs, and you are listening to Ned Baker on the Tamarian Social Podcast. Concluding my chat with Larry and Jeff, I asked Larry about how we encourage more of the uninitiated into doing custom, and specifically, fully bespoke designs. So... How uh, how do we encourage more of this work, Larry? Like, what would you say to say a designer who's trepidatious about presenting something wholly custom or even doing any custom work on a rug? I mean, what what got you to the point um, where you're comfortable with it, and and uh, how would you bring others there? 
I think when Tamarian let us get those first 10 rugs for free. <laughs> they were all damaged, though, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I waited till you took a sip of that. Before, <laughs> so you could microphone. <laughs> uh, you know, Ned, the, the encouragement, I think, comes from um, doing one and sharing the experience with another. It's kind of contagious, right? You know, you go to a restaurant, you have a great meal, and you go talk about it to your friends. So um, it's all word of mouth. And I think that, you know, when a designer that you have a longstanding relationship with uh, has a great experience, you know, they want to do it again because it really highlights um, their independence, their creative um, abilities, and um, it just it just naturally unfolds. But I think you got to start somewhere. You got to do your first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeff's just the guy. Yeah. <laughs> your, your first yeah. experience yeah. <laughs> like that first skydive trip oh yeah you want to be strapped into jeff oh you do I'll i remember it. years ago we uh we just made a rug my my wife actually designed it and unfortunately i don't think we even knew tamarian at the time but um she designed a rug that we had a small nepalese producer make for us and it was you know she wanted to call it the scarab rug um and we made it. it was a four by six it was great and it sold right away but we didn't replace it which we should have but i would suggest that a retailer uh, you know dive into doing something themselves um making something that uh is kind of their signature uh with you guys and and show it off and that's kind of a way that you can entice designers to to do custom well this was a fun project and oh, yeah. uh, really grateful the um, I know that things are, you know, a little bit on hold right now with, um, you know, the pipeline of, of things happening as we're all dealing with this nasty pandemic, but the designer and her clients, more importantly, is so excited about what has been created that she was more than willing to give her deposit and wait until things clear. Mm -hmm. um, the time issue was less important, which, you know, is a shift and an important shift for all of us um, to realize that these are handmade rugs um, and made by people who have had to endure uh, similar experiences that we all have. And I think there's a, a harmony and respect to, um, to each other and to time. And um, we're pretty excited. And obviously, uh, I'll tell listeners there will be a visual element to all this because it's it's hard to talk yeah. about beautiful custom rugs. That's yeah. we, we we really should come back and talk about that one. Well, promise me you'll uh, come back on the show and and talk to us again. Right on, Ned. Well, I do appreciate it. Hope you uh, stay safe and healthy and happy out there. Thank you very much. I appreciate. It. Thanks, Dad. Can't wait to get back out to the mountains. Jeff, I'll see you, I'm sure. Oh, but thank yeah. you so much for joining us. And, yeah, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll be checking back with you often for sure. So, All right. Take care. Thank All right. You. See ya. I got nothing left but it ain't bringing me down. I'm just going to follow the sound. I got nothing.
A big thank you to Larry Stone, owner of The Scarab in Minturn, Colorado, for talking with us today. In addition to an amazing inventory of handmade rugs and textiles, The Scarab Showroom offers a fascinating array of crafts, clothing, and amazing jewelry from a variety of artisans. Every item is curated under the Scarab mantra of inspired, created, handmade. If you're ever visiting the Eagle Vale area or passing by Minturn, do not miss a stop to visit the Scarab and the other great eateries and shops Minturn has to offer. You can also visit thescarab.com to learn more and shop online. Be sure to send your email feedback questions, and other correspondences to social at Thanks for listening to Ned Talks.